There's the classic. That's the one yep. everybody knows. I just feel like you're Super you Bowl hear 12 this, highlight. You're you're on a you're on a death march down the field. You're four yards in a cloud of dust as you're trying to finish that drive in the end zone. Behind rookie running back yeah. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett in and led thirteen to nothing. Then it was Troy Aikman finding Michael Irvin down the sideline. You know, many puppies take the field. <laughs> you know, Accidents they, will be made. So they did have Harry Callis. All cute. Yes. Again, rest in peace. Harry Callis doing the first he puppy was bowls. the voice of the puppy bowl. Yeah. It was awesome. I say Scott Graham today has the greatest job, and it's the one of all of them Scott I would want just because Graham. you could put it on your uh, your bios and be like, uh, play-by-play voice, Westwood mm-hmm. One, uh, yep. BTN, all this play-by-play voice of the puppy bowl. Scott Graham. Here's Kevin Kugler. Oh, that voice guy. Yeah, that's Scott. Oh wait, no, that's not. Oh, that's not Scott Graham. Scott Scott Graham in the yeah. Scott Graham in the studio. Yeah, Yeah, that's Scott Graham. No, no, you're thinking right here on sixteen twenty the zone. What's his name? I I don't know. I I need to know his name. There was. Does he really talk like that in real life? Like when you call him, he's like, "Hello, just finishing (laughs) my coffee." Quit texting me. I'll Amy. be down in 20 Wait, that was last minutes. Week. Stop calling me. Comes through the door at night. Honey, <laughs> what's for dinner? Hey, man, what do you want to drink? A Bud Light. Hot beef sandwich. That would be cool if he really did talk like that. I always what used to the, think of the movie. Uh, my guy. throat now hurts. What was the tool? Com- there was always a <clears throat> a tool commercial. What was it? Um, a tool. A ply- it was some kind of plier. Watch your language they did there. The, the promo for Does anybody Live know what green, time it is? Sweat blue. <laughs> you remember that one? No. Wait. Huh? This is for for a tool. Yeah. It was. The, they were like the the title sponsor of so many of those broadcasts. And I can't remember the name. Oh of it. yes, yes, I know what you're talking about, but yet can't remember the name. For the, wait, yes. are you? T- are we talking about the Westwood One broadcasts? Yeah. Oh. Um, live, I know live I, green, sweat blue. I know Warner Ladder is a big sponsor. Was re, is, during, re, during is Remax Madness. still a big? Sponsor? Yeah, Remax is too. Remax yeah. was. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We're an affiliate. So it's okay to say this. Yeah, it is. You can hear Sunday's game right here on the Zone. All right, in all of our Super Week with sixteen twenty, the Zone's Kevin Harlan. Wait, what? All of it's brought to you by the NDOT Highway Safety Office and Dollar General Distribution Center in Blair. We're going to be talking to Matt Verzalt here in just a little bit. And uh, getting back to the press conference, which I assume is the final car wash of coaches until spring ball begins. Bob Wager's interesting, guys. Uh, we, we, we spent an hour or two talking a little bit about Garrett McGuire. And as Shriners now call him a frat boy. My throat hurts, by the way, now too. I, I know. I, I got a I got a PA announced tonight, <laughs> and I uh, now I got a scratchy voice because sound I like was, the Lakers. And guy. see, now I'm trying to do it again too. I'm trying to sound like, okay. Got to get your echinacea tea going there. Nick. Yeah, I got I got some hours before puck drop, but uh, <laughs> John, I, I mean, I don't feel like you were trying to disparage one Garrett McGuire no, by calling it's just it a an opinion, boy, but like the whole let's. Let's roll. Look, we're these envious. Are, these, He's 23 years old. Guys. He makes a lot of roll. money. Let's, freak, let's freaking roll. <laughs> he has got a tea, great job. T night. These are my guys. Let's freaking roll. Do you think Saban has ever said that? Let's freaking roll? Yeah. No. Saban's even though, never said even that. Even though it's roll life. tide? Like, let's freaking roll tide? No. Never. What's worse, though? That or 
when Russell Wilson tries to be cool and says, Broncos country. Broncos right. country, let's ride. That's always worse. It's so bad. Anything. What happened Russell to Russell Wilson, Wilson by the way? Sierra. What, what happened? Is it? Sierra. Is it Sierra? Or has he always no. been like this no. and now we just found he out? He is a cornball by nature. Yes. Not a corn dog. Don't. It's a different conversation. And that he doesn't was, exist. And that was nurtured in him from a young age. I have a feeling that he is just a cornball. They literally had to end a Subway sandwich campaign because they were so awful. The uh, the Danger Witch or whatever. No. Because those commercials were painful. Like, really painful. Once upon a time on Alaska Airlines, if you were in Seattle and flying out, if you had a Russell Wilson jersey on, you got to board first. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to Seattle a couple times, 16, 18 around then, and and I was like, you can't be serious. Oh, well, there were a couple people that had them on, and they got on first. So I was like, where was this? That's like getting out? like that's. And now we welcome and, all and, of our customers and, to board wearing yeah, Russell Wilson jerseys. That's sort of better than getting the TSA pre-check, which I, I have. And if you have not gotten TSA pre-check, it is so worth the money. First of all, if you had a Marshawn jersey, I respect that. I get yeah. that. You can grab Anybody your nuts on the way onto the plane. Yeah. Yeah, Marshawn. I, I I would prioritize Marshawn or even Richard Sherman jerseys, but not Russell. Quicker than Russell. I I, I think Marshawn Lynch is like the most lovable weirdo that the NFL's ever seen. Hundred percent. I I, I am a big fan. Loved him ever since that golf cart. The golf cart was pretty amazing. I I, I admit, like there was a moment I was being a fuddy duddy when he was going up to the press conference and like I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm like, how dare you disrespect everybody else who's doing it. And they understand they've got to be a part of it. Now I look back, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? That was funny. It was awesome. And, you and, know, and now, now he's everywhere. There was a guy who was similar in baseball. You'll probably know this name, Nick. Niger Morgan. Yep. Oh, yeah. I loved me some Niger Morgan. His press conferences were an adventure. Yep. Every time he did a postgame presser, you just didn't know what you were going to get. He's wearing like a silver wig. Mm-hmm. He's Okay, that's creating, better than Ozzie Guillen. Okay. He's creating yeah. nicknames for the guys yeah. interviewing him. Oh, he was a riot. What I love about those guys is even when they're losing, they don't get out of character. You know, there's we, we, we had it with Nebraska. It, there's a player I'm not going to name, but I think people will know who I'm talking about back in the Callahan days that was just hilarious in front of the microphone and the cameras. And, I mean, you couldn't wait to see him up at the podium. But then when things started going bad, boy, he wasn't happy with the fans or the way the media was portraying the team. And it's like, buddy, you can't have it both ways. It's all fun. It's front running is what it is. It's front running. And I don't know the guy at all. And he might be a great dude, but I didn't like that he was kind of the goofball song and dance. Like, oh, he was the circus clown. He was so fun. But then when things were bad, he was very, uh, woe is me and the violin. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. You asked for that type of following, so when things aren't going well, people are going to ask you about it. And you gotta maintain. Soldier on. I didn't like that. But yeah, getting back to, to Wager. Interesting, though, so this is a guy that has been a head high school football coach in Arlington Martin for damn near 20 years. Guy has won titles. A guy who's had some really good players go through his high school football program, including uh, just recently Miles Garrett, and somebody that, when you think about, okay, now we found out he was the he's kind of the last assistant that we found out what he was making three hundred and fifteen thousand. He's a guy that I think is already starting to show his value when it comes to recruiting and the major emphasis on the state of Texas. 
But also, this is where I kind of go back to McGuire, what he had to say, and a lot of the other coaches that have that we've had a chance to be introduced to. When you think about the commonality, and they've all had a major role in development, in player and talent development, and this one being very unique because you get into, you think about high school players, regardless of what state, but especially in Texas where there's a lot of talent. So the pressure to develop those players at probably an earlier age compared to maybe some states is up there because if you don't, not only are you going to get exposed, your teams are going to get slaughtered. And now seeing him in a position to where he gets to sort of grab onto the tight ends here and make that position. Phrasing. Yeah. You trying to say there's going to be a lot of holds? Or? No, you said grab onto the tight ends. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what his relationship Can't do that. is like. Uh, you go see Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you guys want now? HR? Tully Flanderson. Uh, that he are going to have a position that, it, I mean, based on what we've kind of seen from Marcus Satterfield in the past, tight end is going to be an area of importance. But think about this, John and Jimmy. The tight end position for Nebraska. Can we say it's been one? I, I know we always go to the offensive line in general and say, boy, I just haven't seen consistent development you know, across the board. Could we also say that about the tight end position? It, because, look, I get it. Like, Travis Vokalek, he's at the Combine. But a lot of that is more of what he could project as an NFL player as opposed to – and not to Travis's fault. A lot of that was more physical. Uh, Jack Stoll, who will be playing in the Super Bowl. You would get some good stuff out of these guys, but – See, the Eagles are Nebraska's team. They are. Not, not the Bengals. But when you see some of these guys – come into the program and leave the program. Some of the more athletic tight ends, like I think of the Kyler Reeds of the world, the Seathan Carters of the world, a lot of those guys that you thought were going to be really good just never got fully developed. So I'm not necessarily... But then they went on and had NFL careers. They did. And, and that's the thing is, I'm not worried about... And, and I, don't, I don't look at the, the previous coaching staffs and the inability to develop the sort of workman-like tight end Big body who's going to give you as much blocking as he is going to give you as a pass, you know, receiving option. But it's the ones that come in that seem like, okay, Thomas Fanoi, injuries yet to be determined as far as what he could be. But the playmaking tight ends that Nebraska has recruited over the, the past decade haven't really seen those guys fully develop. And given what, how they're kind of recruiting that position – under Matt Rule, it's going to be a really interesting job for Bob Wager here. Some of the things that stuck out in Wager's press conference, I think this guy is going to become a tremendous recruiter for Nebraska because you think about who knows high school kids better than a guy who coached high school kids as a head coach for 26 years. Well, and his peers too, right. having that relationship he knows with all, all those, those other coaches co- yeah. in Texas. Yeah, He's going to understand the way these kids think, what they're looking for, you know, what their hopes and dreams are, what their fears are, and all that goes into being a good recruiter in, you know, assuaging some of those fears, giving them what they're looking for mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, what the program looks like, how they can fit in. I think this guy can become a great, great recruiter. Now, I don't know how he's going to be able to develop tight ends. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he's been a head coach. He hasn't really necessarily been a tight end coach at the at the highest level before. So I think that remains to be seen. What I think I know 
is he's going to be a good recruiter. And just from listening to him talk, it was, <laughs> it was funnily enough, such a contrast to listening to, to Garrett <laughs> McGuire, who had, he's got a lot of ways to go on the polish forefront. Bob Wager, like he got up there and was like super genuine, super yeah. honest. You felt like you knew where he was coming from. And he said a lot of things that made a lot of sense about, you know, banking on bringing in kids from Texas. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really putting a lot of eggs in that basket. And the way he's going to be able to recruit those kids, knowing the landscape, knowing all the coaches, and having been around kids in Texas for a long time, yeah. I just feel like that's such a good addition from that standpoint. Whether or not he develops tight ends you know, remains to be seen, but I think he's going to be able to bring in talent from that state. One of the guys who's had, and I want to get his perspective on this too with Matt Verzal because, I mean, he's obviously been coaching at the high school level too. He understands the key of development, especially the offensive line too. I want to get his thoughts on that too. Uh, Verz is set to join us when we return. It is mornings with Sharp and Hanley here on 1620 The Zone.